the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back as we head into the second of our daily three-hour tour this Thursday, December 23rd, 2021. It is a privilege. It is a delight to bring back to the show someone who gives lift and um, encourages you about life generally. Uh, She has been on the show before. It's been a long time. Faith Graham. Faith, welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas. Hi, thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to you and everyone listening as well. Thank you. I wish um, the occasion for your being here was a little more positive. Maybe something good will come out of this. But you, uh, I, want, I want you to tell your story any way you want. Don't worry about time. I'll take care of that. But this is a story that, unfortunately, you're not alone. Unfortunately, you're not the only one this has happened to. But you have put an articulation to this on Instagram, on your Instagram account, that I think is Mm -hmm. probably better and, as I say, more articulate than any I've seen in a long time. Faith, tell us, you uh, you bet, tell us your story uh, over the last, uh, since September, if you want. All right, so it has definitely been an experience. So those of you listening, so I had the privilege to attend attend American University this past semester semester in Washington, D.C., and I was actually working for Congressman Gosar as well um, at the U.S. Capitol as his digital press assistant, and that's when I was able to produce this Gosar Minute explaining and telling my story about my experiences of being a conservative on the most liberal college campus in the United States. It's known to be the most liberal college. Um, I was talking with my friends, and they're like, why did you decide to go there? And honestly, the reason I decided to go there, um, they had a really, really cool interdisciplinary study, and it was um, communications, law, econ, and gov, Mm -hmm. all under one, which Mm -hmm. I was like, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And it's in Washington, D.C., and I get to work and go to school. So I'm like, this this will be a really cool experience. And I, I told myself going into it, I know it's the most liberal school, but I'm not going to give anyone a reason to not like me other than my political views. So if they don't like me, it's on them for making politics my personality, which it isn't. And there's a lot more to me. It's a big part of me, but there's a lot more to me. Um, That's an important so, point I want to come back to as well, by the way. Yeah, good good absolutely. for you to say that. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I go to school, and like the first thing everyone's talking about Instagram. So they're like, oh, can I have your Instagram? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, on my Instagram, I do have pictures of myself and President Trump, and I have my video where I spoke at the Trump rally when I was 13, um, and people started finding that out when we were all sharing each other's Instagrams, and it didn't take long for people to send my Instagram around. So everyone started finding out that I'm a Trump supporter, that I'm a conservative, because I don't lead with, hi, I'm Faith, I'm a conservative. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, Who does it's that? Exactly. But people started finding this out, and I'm not in your face about it. I've met some really cool leaders um, in our country and had some really cool speaking opportunities. And so that, I, I'm going to share it. <laughs> so I was able to do that, and many people found it out. 
I had some people screenshotting and laughing about it. And then I'd get my friends coming up to me and being like, oh, my roommates found your Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. There we go. <laughs> Which so would usually people, be an occasion for, hey, my roommate found your Instagram. It's great to have the connection, uh-huh. you know, right? Usually exactly. it would be the occasion for, I suppose, a happy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And it became a very negative thing, which is really unfortunate because I'm like, geez, these people are judging me before they even know who I am. Right. They don't know me. Right. Um, and so I would meet people that I had never met before and I'd introduce myself and I'm, I'm, I like to... I love meeting people. It's uh, one of my yes, you do. Yeah, you are very good. You are a very social person. I can attest to that. Thank you. you I bet. definitely am a social butterfly. But I would go and meet these people because um, it's my first semester at college. Like I, I want to meet people, and I go, "Hi, my name is Faith," and they go, "Oh, you're Faith." Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, "Oh, no, you were known before you got there, right?" Yeah. Known before I got yeah. there, and everybody knew who I was. So that was just the start. Well, then. Um, I do have a Trump sticker on my car. I worked on Trump's campaign, and my dad, you know, he was a um, he was a senior advisor to the Trump campaign. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned it. Let me do so because he's a dear friend too. Your dad, who sometimes uh, 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 guest hosts my show, Robert Graham, is your daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. So he is. So he worked a lot in Trump's campaign, and so did I. With I threw two major Republicans and through speaking at the rallies. It was. It's a huge thing that I was involved with. So, of course, I'm going to have a Trump sticker on my car to support President Trump. So, I come in, and I have my car because I need to go to work. So, of course, I'm going to have it. Well, um, people found out that I had a Trump sticker on my car and went out of their way to vandalize my car. Of course. So, my car ended up being vandalized four times. Yeah. Not once, not twice, four times, which is absolutely insane to me and I'm this is in a city and in a campus with lots of security lots uh-huh. of cameras okay i'm just drawing the picture claims, here for people that don't know american you i know it so uh-huh. yeah i know and how it works it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. it claims to have a lot of security but right. police officers are not allowed to have guns on campus right that's a little sad note right um well and in these parking garages i learned that they do not have cameras mm-hmm. so that's really safe and smart mm-hmm. um but what ended up happening so I have a Trump sticker on my car, and I come, I have a lot of friends with me, and we're about to go out and just, just to go be college kids, just to go enjoy our, enjoy our lives. And I go, and people tried to rip off my Trump sticker, and they ripped a whole corner off of it, uh, corner off the sticker off, and then they drew Sharpie. They literally went out of their time and found a Sharpie and tried to scribble off the sticker, mm-hmm. and it didn't work very well. You can still see what's on the sticker. Um, that was the first time. The second time, people decided to put gum all over my car. Um, really COVID-friendly, right? We t- the left talks all about um, being safe with COVID, and then they decided to put gum on my car. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third time, people decided to key my car. I have a couple spots in my car with keys. You're obviously seen, like, putting into it, and mm-hmm. that's not great. And then the fourth time, these people decided to buy a sticker, a bumper sticker that said Bimbo University and put it on my car. Mm. And which is, it's, it's really classy, yep. isn't it? Yeah, I would <laughs> say it's more than a little, it's more than not classy. It's actually sexist. So far, I've got prejudice, uh-huh. destruction of property and sexism at American University. Absolutely. We'll return to all of this. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So they go ahead and do that. And I'm like, geez, I really do live in these people's heads rent free. Mm -hmm. They're they're going out of their way to go put these on my car. And they've spent money on me, apparently, by doing this. Um, But they went ahead and do this. So my car's been vandalized four times. And I'm like, geez, this is cool. What is going on? And I reported it to AUPD. And basically what they told me is, I'm really sorry that this happened. Uh, I'll see what we can do. Um, but really, we can't do anything because there's no cameras. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically what they told me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is this is fantastic. So mm-hmm. they're just telling me there's no, there's no hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. Um, and then it's been really difficult for me. I, I'm not going to lie. With people just starting rumors about me. With January 6th and the events that happened on January 6th when there was going to be another talk about justice for January 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, people were saying that I'm going to be leading a new riot. People started that rumor at school. Mm-hmm. And people started rumors that I refused to get COVID tested if I was exposed. And I'm like, I was never exposed to COVID. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. People just started coming up with all these things, which was, it was so unfortunate. I'm like, I literally have never done anything wrong to you guys. And then they go ahead and do this. Um, so there was that. So after I go through all of this, I talked with one of my church leaders and he's, he really is an amazing man and helped me get through a lot. Um, church was amazing for me. I go to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. And um, that community, I don't know what I would have done without it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there. and I told You were blessed, I'm sure, else. by how strong that is in the D.C. community, as you well know. I, I don't need to tell you. I know it to be a very strong uh, community in D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a yeah. very strong community. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly do not know what I would do without it. Um so I went, I would go to this uh, church class for college students. So I was able to interact with people my age and that had very good morals. And it was so refreshing. It was like a breath of fresh air. And I told my church leader about everything happening. And I was, I told, I told him just about all the hatred and just, it just weighs you down. Like I, I can go through it and I can push through it, but it doesn't feel great. Of course. And I, I would tell him, and he's like, hey, can I talk to the spiritual center about everything happening? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, of course you can. Um, so he's like, so he's like, okay, can I tell him your name? And I said, yes, absolutely. I want to pause so, it right there, Faith. Can I pause it right there? I want to get the rest absolutely. of that, and I want the story that you do on your uh, Instagram about what happened at your dorm room. I want all of that, but i got to mm-hmm. take this commercial break. I'm Seth Leibson. She's Faith Graham former American University student. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. We're talking to Faith Graham, uh, a former American University student. We'll get to that point in just a moment. If you want to see her video or follow her about what she's discussing, Faith.gram, but she adds an extra H and an extra M to both of her first and last names just because of identity, uh, just because of the uh, Instagram username. So it's faithh.gram M. Uh, Faith, you were just talking about uh, going to your faith center at American uh, yeah. University and uh, one of the faith leaders uh, kind of coaxing you uh, to uh, let him tell them your story. You feel free to pick it up from there. Absolutely. So my church leader, um, he was able to, he contacted the Spiritual Center at American. And I'm like, okay, great. This is a step. I I have the intent of, okay, I'm going to think of a solution on how I could potentially try to change the atmosphere at American. 
um, rather than thinking about transferring right away, maybe I can change what's going on. So I met with the Spiritual Life Center, it's called, um, one of the leaders there. And she discussed with me, it was kind of, uh, I like to think of it, kind of felt like a therapy session yeah, a little like bit. It, yeah, once they're calling it a spiritual center instead of a religious center, yeah, I was going to say, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I told her everything that has that occurred, um, that has occurred with me up to this point. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry what's happening to you. And she knew my church and my very, we have very traditional beliefs sure. within my church. Mm-hmm. And AU is quite the opposite mm-hmm. um, with we talk about every class period. They have you go around and say your name and your pronouns. Oh, yeah. And oh, <laughs> absolutely. And then um, they talk about, I'll, I'll elaborate on this more, but uh, there's a class that they have us take. And it is very against my religious beliefs and it is very against my political beliefs. And basically everything that I stand for. And I'll elaborate on that in a bit. Okay. But I talked with her about how that um, And she basically was just listening and she's like, well, I'm sorry that this has happened. And I hope it gets better. And maybe I can connect you with some other individuals that are religious as well. And I'm like, that would be great. I really appreciate that. She never sent me any names, never connected me with anyone. And... I never got to know anyone about it, and never she never met with me again. So there's the first situation. And I'm like, wow, the school really did great things. Um, and then I was actually the dean of the assistant to the dean of students. He uh, asked to have a meeting with me, and I'm like, oh, this is this is where I can really create change. And I had an idea in my mind about uh, service projects potentially for. Uh, to bring people together on campus to show if you're whether you're conservative, whether you're a liberal, whether you have different religious views, if we can all come together and do some community service to better the community, we all have the same goal in the end, mm-hmm. even if we disagree. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my idea, and I was going to come to the table with a solution for him. Uh, so I met with the dean of students, and honestly, I feel like the whole time he was talking a lot more than I was. Yeah. Um, when, when he's the one supposed to be listening to me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I told him some of the things that has been going on and he's like, did you talk to AUPD? And I said, yes. And I told him that they said they can't really do anything about it. And then this is, and then I told him about my solution and he's like, that would be great. I would love to help you with that. And I, I was very excited because I'm like, okay, we, we can actually do something about this. Well, then at the very end, after I, I've told him how much it's kind of, it's really hard for me to uh, have my mind clear and it's kind of weighing me down. You know, it's very difficult to do schoolwork as well when you have all of this going on. Yep. Um, and he told me, he goes, have you thought about counseling? And I was like, uh, <laughs> because, because yes, you have a mental disorder. <laughs> this is what the Soviet Union did. If you had the wrong ideology, i.e. non-communist, they called you a psychiatric uh-huh. case. Yes, I get this. He okay. I, I, I recognize where we're going here. Go ahead. Uh-huh. He literally told me, he goes, have you thought about counseling? And I'm thinking to myself, uh, no. (laughs) I'm a very happy person. I've I've grown up in a very great home, and um, I'm very thankful for that. That to them is a mental disorder, happy and faith-based, yeah. Uh Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why not, instead of having me go through counseling because of your students and the student body is doing this to you, why not fix that so there's no need for that, need for counseling, right? So he's like recommending counseling to me and I, I was, my mind was just blown. I'm like, okay, well, um, 
that's great. And then I never got a follow up with, he, he said he wants to follow up with me. Well, I never got the follow up and he never followed through with me with the service projects. And I mentioned it to multiple people, but no follow up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to schedule another, tried to schedule another meeting with him, but it didn't end up working out with schedules. It just wasn't great. So I'm like, well, that was the extent of that meeting. He mm-hmm. just wanted me to feel like they were doing something when in reality they were doing absolutely nothing uh so there was the start to that um and i'll go back to what i was saying about that one class i was taking uh they require all transfer students so whether it's your first year at au as a freshman or your first year at au as a transfer student we have to take this class called au experience au experience okay Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, that is the most progressive class I've ever heard of. Um, in this class, that's when they have us specifically go around, say your name and your pronouns. And I- I've been so tempted to go, hi, my name's Faith and I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. Because it's the most ridiculous thing. So what, what I ended up doing was just skipping over that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say, hi, my name's Faith. And they have us there high in the low of the week, and I just skipped to that. Okay. Um, but... We would go around, and then there was one class where they had us. They she handed out the sticker that said "The Culture of White Supremacy," mm. and basically on it was all these qualities of leadership. And it's qualities if you didn't see it at the top where it said "Cultures of White Supremacy," you'd be like, "Oh, these are great qualities. These are these are some. It, it's not a crime to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a crime to. Uh, one of the things was." Um, loyalty or gratitude, mm-hmm. and I, I wish I could go find that paper right now. So it's back in People DC. can get it at the Smithsonian. I know this list. Yeah, I'm familiar wow, with it. Everything good is a is, yeah. I know this list. Mm-hmm. Literally, it just I feel like it's a page full of characteristics yep. that people put together and then just put a culture over it. Some see. Yep. Is they're trying to make anything seem bad? But they went around in this whole class period. They were talking basically about how white people were bad. Or how when you're white, you don't have to work for what you have. Mm-hmm. And it made me so frustrated because I know how hard my family has worked to get where we are. My grandfather, he has worked his absolute butt off to get where he is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it, it made me sick because this is a, a school that is raising people to, to think this way. And it is so beyond comprehension of radical less thinking it is insane let me let me pause you right there faith uh you have time for me to stick around because there's a lot more to do here do you have time a little time for us there's a lot yeah good no this there's this i am taking notes because oh my gosh you've opened up a box here uh that only pandora could uh imagine uh faith graham (laughs) is our guest you can follow her on twitter Faith.gram, but she adds an extra H in, uh, to Faith and an extra M to Gram just because of uh, username popularity. Faith.gram with an extra H and an extra M. And I'm Seth Liebson, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Perhaps the first female president of the United States is my guest, Faith Graham. She is a uh, former student at American University telling us her story. There's a lot more to come here on this uh, story. Um, Faith, uh, you uh, you just got done telling us that the uh, assistant dean uh, of students at American University 
uh, heard of the uh, really literally crimes being committed against you for uh, being a conservative, for being a Republican. And he has uh, just finished or she has, I'm not sure which, has just finished telling you you need psychiatric help. Okay, take (laughs) it from there, Faith. Yep. So you said, have you considered counseling? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, And I'm like, no, I have not considered counseling. (laughs) But from there, um, I was also mentioning my class that was talking about the cultures of white supremacy. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry about that. Right. Mm -hmm. No, you're totally good. And uh, I was talking in class and these kids were just saying how they were talking about how, oh, there's all these white CEOs in power and they claim that they want diversity, but they don't want any diversity at all. And they were just talking so badly about literally talking so badly about white people and saying mm-hmm. that they don't have to work hard for what they have. So, and, and that if you're white, it's easier for you to get places than it is if you um, have a different skin color or you're a different ethnicity. And I raised my hand. Um, this, honestly, all semester, it's been, I've had to learn, oh, I don't want too much of a target on my back because I already have it. I need to um, speak up and choose my battles. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of my cases where I'm like, I'm going to raise my hand. So I raised my hand and I said, I think that if you work hard, no matter what you look like, you can go anywhere. And I, that's what I said. I said, if you work hard, you can go anywhere in this country, no matter what you look like. And I have never seen so many people so mad for someone saying, if you work hard, you can go places. Um all these kids started raising my hand. My professor even chimed in, and she pulled up these two pictures of these bikes, and one was a better bike than the other bike, and so she's like, oh, this bike is going to get to this place quicker than the other bike, even though they're going up the same hill. And I was like, what the heck? And then there was another um, student that raised my hand, and this was all directed towards me, and she's like, well, when you're a person of color, it's more for you to go places, and they're saying... And then I brought up my a story about my grandfather and how, he, like, he started from nothing and worked so hard to be where he is. And one girl goes, I'm assuming your grandfather is white, though. And I was like, are you kidding me? And it made me so angry. I did have a couple kids after class come up to me and say, hey, thank you for saying yeah, that. Yeah, like, no, I there's always a few. You. That's right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so that, that meant a lot to me, even if it's just a couple, to be a voice for others. It means a lot. Well, I got, I actually just pulled up an email um, from my professor after that class, and she sent me this. She said, Hi, Faith, I'm just writing because I know things got tense the last minute, and you mentioned feeling targeted. I apologize if that was from me. I understand your point and wanted to offer you the option of coming to talk to me about what happened and how you are feeling if you want a space or sounding board. Let me know if you have any comments or further questions. So she sent me that, and I sent this back. I said, Hi, I go, thank you for checking in. I appreciate it a lot. I just feel like myself and relatives have all had to work hard and it's not just handed to them. The environment today felt like many people were saying that I get handed my success because of my skin color, but that is not the case. I thought it was interesting, and I have to chime this in all the time. I thought it was interesting to hear all the different perspectives, and I'm always keeping an open mind to learn. I just feel that it was very one-sided. Thank you for reaching out, Faith. Mm -hmm. So I sent that to her. And I never got a response back. <laughs> so that's great. They reach out and they don't send anything back. That seems like it's a common occurrence. Yeah, they just checked the box. That's all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that occurred. So that's that's one more experience. Well, and then this this is the breaking point. And this is what many people just shocks them the most. 
um, a few weeks ago, my last couple of weeks at AU, I was at my dorm. I was hanging out, and I was finally, finally getting my work done that I needed to for finals, and I was able to take a breath. Um, well, I was actually in one of my friend's dorms um, because she was out at a Hanukkah celebration, and my dorm is a couple doors down from hers. And I was sitting in there. I was trying to work on a paper that I had due the next day. Well, um, all of a sudden, I hear all this yelling from just a group of kids. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, I hear all this yelling. And then I hear this huge bang on my door, which was a couple da- doors down. And it sounded so loud that I-, I thought it was my friend's door. And then I was like, what the heck is going on? Well, they were banging on my door. And they're yelling, is she in there? Is she in there? Oh, take the picture, take the picture. And I was like, what is happening? So I open the door and they poke my head out. And then I hear all this yelling and laughing and people running up and down the halls of the floor that I lived on. And then all of a sudden I hear girls on my floor that are my friends. They were, I hear them yelling, why are you doing this? You're, you're such, they're like, you're such a horrible person. They go, just because she disagrees with you, that is not right to do. And they were full-on defending me. Um, very, like, I really am so thankful for those who defended me despite our differences. Uh, but they went out and they're like, that is so wrong to do. And they were just yelling right back at this group of girls that were defending me. And there was a huge group of kids. And they were just like, oh, but she's conservative. And they, were, they literally just did not like me because I'm a conservative. And I will tell you, I did not recognize one of those kids. I've nope. never seen them None before. of them knew you, right? None of them knew. None of them knew me. I didn't know any of them. So they simply did not like me and simply hated me because of my conservative voice, which is so wrong. So that happened. So these kids, they were they were yelling. They were, there was like a yell back and forth. And I'm like, I do not know what's going on. I'm trying to process this. I just like, it just came to me that this is all about me. And so then... All of a sudden, the kids ran. They saw me come around the corner because I was about to give them a piece of my mind. And so then they ran up the building. They didn't run down to go leave the building. And just like for um, a side note, these kids do not live in this building at all either. Sure. They live actually across campus in a different building. I'm sure. Um, hold, hold that thought so, right there. I, I want to I get the conclusion to this story on the other side of this break, Faith. And I want to summarize <laughs> what took place here uh, with you as well and what other people should know going forward. If anyone's a graduate of American University, if anyone's a graduate of any university that um, is calling for funds from the alumni, calling you as an alumni for funds for fundraising purposes, before you commit to anything, take a look about what's going on at that university. Take a look and see if you're paying money to fund values you hold or values you hate because the values they teach are values of hate. I really encourage it very strongly. And if you're inclined to give a little money, give it to a school that's worth it. There are plenty. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Faith Graham is our guest. You can follow her on Instagram and see the video of that which she described. It's very well produced. Well done, Faith. On Instagram, she's faithh.gramm. Just an extra H on her name and an extra M with a period in between uh, just because of username saturation. faithh.gramm. 
M. Uh, Faith, so uh, the students engage in effectively an attempted riot in your dorm room against you at American University. They, who mm-hmm. don't even reside in the dorm, flee upstairs. That's where we left the story. Go ahead. Yes. So the students decided they ran upstairs, and I'm like, okay, they did not leave the building. And that every, and then everyone on my floor all came out of their rooms because they're like, what is going on? And so we all go in the lounge, um, our floor lounge, and everyone's talking and discussing what happened. And these girls told me the story straight up, and they said that they were in the elevator with the kids that were coming up to find me. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to find Faith. I'm like, what? And then when they got to my floor, they just took off. And these girls were like, that is so not okay. They, so these kids literally went out of their way. So I guess they had a fire drill that had happened in their building. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to, what better way to spend their time to go find the conservative dorm room. So they sneaked out my dorm and knew where I lived. That's the other thing that worries me. Yeah, no, that's a little me. scary. Yeah. Yeah. They knew where my dorm room was, which mm-hmm. means others, I'm sure, did, did know as well. Mm-hmm. And so... They went out of their way to go find my dorm. So then they left, they ran up, and then not only, so we all talk about it, they didn't only leave just to leave, they went to go gather even more kids. Mm -hmm. And I learned later they went to call, they called more kids to Mm -hmm. come as well. Mm -hmm. And they all got together and they came back. Yeah. I can only imagine imagine those texts and phone calls. Come on, we're going to go beat up on a conservative student. I can can imagine it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. So they came to further harass me by banging on my door, and they come and they're videotaping me because I'm not in my dorm anymore. I'm out in the hallway now. They're filming me, taking pictures, laughing at me. Um, They're yelling at me, and they're cussing us out. Like, my whole, everyone defending me. They're like, how can you defend a conservative? And I was like, what the heck is happening? I was just trying to process and I also thought to myself, I'm not going to get crazy involved because I don't want there to be any fuel for these people to use anything against me. Right. So I'm going to simply, I, 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 this typically is very unlike me. I'm like, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to watch. That's why I pulled out my cam- my phone to record them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a short video of them doing this. And there's there's a point in the video where you hear one girl go, it's not funny. And the girl's like, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And she like does this like little TikTok dance as she says that. Mm-hmm. And then then when my RA came out, then they ran. Mm. And they, they booked it out of there. Um, and I was like, what the heck just happened? Um, and then so I have this video. And I have this video. And that that's what I shared with the Ghost Star Minute. And I was really trying to get this out there and well-known because it's very important. But the fact that they took the time out of their day to go find my dorm, seek me out, absolutely horrible. And um, I decided I called AUPD again because <laughs> they they hear a few calls from me. I didn't think I would have to use that number many times that semester. But I called them, and um, they came to my dorm. They sent a few officers over, and then they sent the CD to the community director for the dorms. So they all came and they came to my dorm room and I was, I told them about everything that happened and they're like, I'm so sorry that this has happened. Like this makes us sick. And they were like, it's disgusting. So that was the first time I heard people like really condemning this behavior. And then all of a sudden, um, well then the police officers before they left, they said, um, unfortunately there was no crime committed. Right. We can't do anything right. with that. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, but then, uh, 
the community director was like, okay, do you have those names and some people? Because some of the girls knew the kids on the floor that had come. So I went and I, I found out all the names and I sent it to the school. Um, well, then one of the police officers, believe it or not, this is a shocker. He goes, have you considered counseling? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You're the maladjusted one, right? Yep. That is the second time that I was told have you considered counseling. And I was like, why Why not just fix what has happened, the, the things that induces the chance of me possibly needing counseling? Mm-hmm. Why, why don't you reduce what's happening and change that? So this this is it just seems so surreal, this story, because it it's just insane. You, you never think of this thing ha- this happening, but it is a reality. And I've talked with other people that are conservatives on campus, and they're like, I'm so scared to speak up or say anything. And then I've had people say, um, I also have been involved with NEW, which is um, it's a conservative women organization on campus, and there's only a few girls. And one of the leaders, she's really amazing. Her name is Abby Daniels, and she, she really is um, been phenomenal for me at AU, but she told me, she said, I've been talking to girls and they're, they're afraid yeah. to join new yeah. and they're afraid to join college Republicans because they do not want to target on their back. You bet. And that is so wrong. That this is, this is how they left now operates through intimidation yeah. with an assist from the governing organization, which will Absolutely. ignore crimes like destruction of property. That was what was done to your car several times, mm-hmm. which will ignore sexist statements, which should be a violation of your civil rights when they literally mm-hmm. call you and label you and destroy your car by with the words bimbo. <laughs> uh, slander, which you could enforce when they tell lies about you vis-a-vis engaging in uh, starting a riot and um, spreading COVID. Uh, th- th- this this is a no-win situation, Faith, that was created entirely by the university and the university's culture. I should point out the president of the university is the former Secretary of Health and Human Services to Barack Obama. Just stay with me one more last brief, very segment, very brief segment. I want to just do a put a bow on this, Faith. Um, I, uh, I, I am really thankful that you are telling this story. People need to know it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Faith Graham has been our guest this hour telling her story at American University uh, where conservatives need not apply for admission. She faced destruction of property. She faced sexist um, uh, libel. And she faced uh, slander about spreading COVID and leading riots. She was ganged up upon and uh, she was put in what might one might what what one might say is one huge unsafe space. All of it beginning with a word most of us were taught to avoid and denounce, which is that called prejudice, prejudging mm-hmm. faith, not knowing who she is, but having an opinion about her before they even meet her faith. What's most interesting to me about any of this is I will mm-hmm. guarantee you something. And we won't have to uh, engage in the experiment. You're just going to have to take my word for it. If you, as a student, did any of the things that were done to you against liberals or leftists for being liberals or being leftists, your leaving American University would not have been your choice. I'm telling you that, and you know that. You went there, Uh and you were quiet. You were law-abiding, even against things that rubbed you 
the wrong way, even against things mm-hmm. that bumped up against your culture, that invaded your sense of morality. You went along with it. Why? Because you're a decent human being at a place called American University, because that's what we do in a place called America. I just got to say, I'm very proud of you for putting up with it, for putting up with it the way you did, and for telling your story. I don't know if a student group will emerge out of this, or if you want to lead it, or if your story will inform others that they are not alone. But Faith, what you Mm -hmm. went through is inexcusable. They should be ashamed of themselves, but they have no shame. And I just want to thank you for being such a good citizen, such a good student, and such a good spokesman for a cause that is only just beginning. I appreciate that. And thank you for allowing me to tell my story. And um, I just lastly want to say with anyone who is going through anything like this or any kids or people in a workplace or at school, it is so worth it to stand up and use your voice. Um, Something my dad always tells me is sometimes as a leader, you stand alone. You bet. And I can say that that is very true because the only judge is God. And he knows what you're doing. He knows what you stand for. And he knows as long as you're doing the right thing, no matter how much people are giving you so much hate and um, making you feel like a horrible person or making you feel just miserable deep down inside, that he's the only person who can judge you and knows where your heart is. So it is so worth it to stand up and be that boy. God bless you, Faith. It was never between you and them anyway. It was between you and God Mm -hmm. in the first place. Merry Christmas, Faith Graham. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you, too, and Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Thank you. Thank you very much, Faith, and regards to your beautiful family for me. You can follow her on Instagram. You can see the video, faithh.gramm. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.